Welcome to another episode of Aging with Energy, the old guys travel show. We're the old guys, Humble and Fred, brought to you by the Chamber Plan and the Retirement Sherpa. Could you tell where my head was at when you found me? Me and you went to hell. You know, now that we're uh, well into the, uh, I'm not sure what episode this is, probably episode 11, but I think it's a... Good time to maybe reset part of our premise because the idea is that, you know, in your 60s, and you mentioned this recently on a show, you're sort of at a, a time in your life when you can afford to take some of these trips and still healthy enough. Right. And it often coincides with, you know, the means to do it, too, because you get to be an old guy, you know, and if you've, uh, you know, you've been somewhat responsible and competent, you have the uh, the dollars and now the time and if hopefully the health to uh, explore the world, Howard. Yeah, when you were telling the story about the hiking and how you uh, did your trip to uh, Phoenix and then on to the Grand Canyon. You know, that's the kind of trip you want to do in your 60s where your, as I just mentioned, where your ability to afford something like that meets the ability to actually pull it off. But some of the things we're going to talk about today in the next few episodes, you still, you need the ability to take some, you, you want to be able to be mobile or what is that word? Ambulate, ambulatory? Ambulatory? You don't, you don't want an ambulance? <laughs> You know, it's a fancy word for, you know, being able to walk without falling over. Mm-hmm. And and the um, the episodes we're going to talk about today and the next one have to do with going to Italy. And you went there first before me. I, I, I didn't go to Italy until quite recently. But, you know, you pointed this out to me. You look around Europe, Italy especially, and the people who live there aren't, you know, gooey existing on, no. you know... Uh, fast food and mm-hmm. it, there, there's a different pace and vibe to those places well you know uh you know stanley tucci's show um what's it called again italy discovering italy yeah or, something like that refinding italy or, yeah yeah i watch it all the time don't even know look at there there's an age thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway all the people you know and all the pasta they eat on that show and you yeah. don't really see that many fat guys or women you just don't they have a different lifestyle I think a lot of it has to do with metabolism. They're a lot more relaxed. Uh, they have their priorities straight. You know, the you know, the speed at which they eat. <laughs> yep. All those things. Uh, it's called searching for Italy. By the way, that, that's very important what you said about the speed they eat. Because you and I are legendary for how fast yeah. we eat. Um, when I was in France recently, you know, lunchtime takes a couple hours. You know, it's an experience. One of the things I noticed that they don't do in France, at least, they don't clear your plate right away. No. Like, they're not rushing you out. You know, most lunches were a couple hours. Most dinners were more than, you know, two hours. Yeah, you know what they say in Italy? At lunchtime, the bell tolls spaghetti and meatballs. Mm-hmm. What do they? For you and for <laughs> me. From Chef No, Chef Boradie. No, That's they don't right. have that. Like, no. You know, it's, uh, there's two things that I find disconcerting. One is when you sing looking at me. <laughs> and the other one is when people dance looking at me. <laughs> don't look at me when you're dancing. So what anyway, we, yeah, let's uh, talk about let's talk about where you want. We, we've got we're going to be covering Italy for a few episodes. So yes, let's talk uh, about I this a, one. 
I've been a couple of times, uh, Rome North and then Rome South. Today, I'm going to talk about, Howard, my wonderful magical trip to the Amalfi Coast. Oh, just absolutely fantastic. But, you know, when you're, you only have a couple of weeks, and we did at the time, and, uh, you know, you, you try and get a lot in in two weeks, and then you sort of map out your, your strategy, what you're going to do. I mean, the final destination, Amalfi Coast, but... You know, there's a few other things to do along the way, flying into Rome as we did. And you've been to Rome. and Uh, No, I haven't, actually. You haven't? I've just been to, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in another episode. I didn't go to Italy until a year ago, my first time. And all I did was uh, Venice and Florence. But anyway, part of the trip is you go to Rome and do some Rome stuff, you know, like the Colosseum. Fascinating. Again, I could go on about the Colosseum, but another one of those things, you have to be there to fully appreciate it. The point is, if you're going, take in the Colosseum uh, tour. Then uh, St. Peter's Square. Yes. Yes. I went to the Vatican, Howard, walked around the Vatican, even saw the little, you know, window where the Pope does his... uh, his speeches or whatever you call them, sermons, masses. What are they? You know, when he stands in yeah, the little pope, I think it's Pope stuff. I think it's just... You stand there and you go, look at that little window. That's where That's the Pope where does. That's where he does. <laughs> That's where he waves to people. Uh-huh. The guy I traveled with, uh, our buddy Darren, big soccer fan. So we went to a soccer game. Wow. AS Roma, I think they call it. Roma, uh, their Olympic stadium. We took the train or the subway out. Uh, to an area called Lazio and took in a soccer game. It was great. Interesting about going to a soccer game, though. There wasn't a lot of beer concessions, but a lot of espresso concessions. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, really, the cultural difference there where, you know, it's halftime and guys are there uh, slurping espressos and we're looking for a beer. It was interesting. Here's a tip to everybody. I rented a car in Rome, okay? And the idea was to drive the car to the Amalfi Coast. And the guy, when I rented it, said to me, uh, what route are you taking? And I said, well, we're going south, obviously. We're going to stay in Naples. And he goes, oh, Naples, Naples. Just so you know, that car is not insured when you're in Naples. I said, what? And he goes, no, we don't insure cars in Naples. He said, there's so much crime there and so much car theft that when you take that car into Naples, just so you know, it is not insured. And Isn't so, that something? Did, what, did you take it anyway? And second question was, yeah. was it covered on your insurance? Well, I didn't know. You know, it was just this huge gray area. It was unsettling, Howard, what it was. And I can because imagine. You get in, you're getting in this car and you're driving in an area that you've never been before, obviously, in a foreign country. And now you're worried about the insurance and blah, 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 and all that stuff. Anyway, we went to Naples anyway. On the recommendation from a guy in the uh, car rental place, he said, you know, when you get to Naples, just find a garage and just park the car safely and just leave it. Don't drive it around Naples. You can do that. You can secure it. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. So we went to Naples. Um, A little bit afraid now because everybody's, you know, talking about car theft and crime. And it's like, oh, did we really need to go to this place? Anyway, we get to Naples. I find a garage. The guy tucks it into this uh, neat little area with gates and everything. So I knew the car was um, secure and got to relax and ended up loving Naples. It's a dingy old city, Howard. But, you know, they claim it's the birthplace of pizza. Is it? So, of course, we had pizza. Yeah, you know, a lot of cities make a lot of claims. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) There's his pizza. 
But anyway, Naples was fantastic. Had a couple of great meals there. I believe we spent a couple of nights there. And part of the Naples experience is looking across the Bay of Naples at Mount Vesuvius. Wow. And Mount Vesuvius is the big volcano, which... Uh, buried the city of Pompeii in the year 79 A.D. Look at you. Yeah. By the way, listen, uh, you're like uh, the Stanley Tucci of Brampton. Um, (laughs) I want to, I mean, we can mention this on my Venice episode, but one of the things you had told me, because again, you'd been to Italy uh, a few more times than me and before me, the food in Italy is great. It is great. The food that I had, and I and I think you'd agree, it does. It isn't universal. It is universally great Italian food, but it's not a universally. Mm-mm. Do you know I what agree. I think? Yeah, what I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, is that uh, it's not as if you're not you're not going to get great sushi there. You're going to get great Italian food, but you're you you know you're going to have a lot of the same kinds of meals. The meals are good. You're right. But like you go to one of those squares in Rome and most of the restaurants are selling the same stuff. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? And then you just got to hope that you hit on one that's making the same stuff better. But uh, Naples, there was a couple of great restaurants we went to. I think it was a little more diverse um, as far as what's available. I mean, beyond the pizza that everybody flogs while you're there. But uh we took the, uh, by the way, we took, uh, we went over to uh, the lost city of Pompeii because they started to excavate it back in the um, 18th century. Wow. So it's pretty cool to go into all the old ruins and, you know, there was an amphitheater there and um, they asked, they were talking about the acoustics and they asked if somebody would like to sing so we could experience the acoustics. So I volunteered. Of course. Sang like in my operatic voice. Did you sing the uh, Chef Boyer D song? No, it was old Salomeo, I believe. No. Something like that. But anyway, it was a great experience. Again, if you're going to make this trip, chances are you're going into Rome. So wind your way through that way. So then we get in the car. We go to the Amalfi Coast. We stop in a town called Sorrento Mm. first for a night. Beautiful, beautiful vista, sort of on the north side of the peninsula, which is the Amalfi Coast. Just absolutely gorgeous. We stayed in this place that had an official outdoor shower, which was fantastic. There was four of us there. We each had an outdoor shower, of course. You know, not together, and we couldn't see each other. We made sure each one of us got to go out into the courtyard and have this outdoor shower. Wow. It was a beautiful experience because you're showering and looking out over the beautiful scenery. And from there, we went to um, around the coast of Positano. Now, there's like 13 towns along the Amalfi Coast, 100 beaches. Wow. So, again, just so much to do. So many little quaint towns on a daily basis. You can get on those buses where you can hop on, hop off, those things, and go to these different towns and experience, again, the cuisine, uh, the shopping, just and, again, the scenery. Just absolutely fantastic. Me and my buddy Darren, we took, like, a boat tour along the coast. It was uh, really fabulous. And we stayed in this grand Airbnb. It was just so Italian. Mm -hmm. Just so Italian. But you talk about having to be in shape. When you're in the Amalfi Coast, if you have any problems with mobility, do not go. Very, very different. Because of elevation? Elevation. Like, we had to walk way up to our place and a lot of the little areas and restaurants way down these hills and then back up and... And driving there is a complete nightmare because of the cliffs and the and the, just the rugged terrain. 
driving is crazy. A couple of times where the car was literally stopped mm-hmm. because a bus couldn't make a bend around a mountain. So then somebody would have to get out and get all the cars to back up so that the traffic could flow again. Amazing. Well, yeah, and uh, the place we stayed was fantastic. We met this guy. Uh, he was the guy that sort of rented it, uh, rented it to us. His name was Giuseppe. He found out it was Delisa's birthday while we were there. And you want to talk about grassroots, live as the Italians do. This guy offered to come and cook her a birthday dinner. Yeah, amazing. It was Noki. And, uh, you know, when he came with the proper wine and he made it in front of us and showed showed us how you would cook that. And like he actually made the gnocchi in front of you, like yes. rolled the little dough balls or yes. whatever. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we kept pinching ourselves going, is this really happening? Like, this is just so cool. Such a nice, nice man. And to do this for yeah. Elise on her birthday. You know, and it was towards the end of the trip. Um, so it was just a great way to, to end off. Mm-hmm. And this place we stayed was just so gorgeous. It had the courtyard and the beautiful flowers and, again, overlooking the ocean. And all those things you think of Italy, like on a postcard, that was this. But if I can pop in and just say that, you know, as you were describing some of the things that tourists do and, and all that's great. And, I, you know, I sometimes... You know, people go, oh, I don't want to do the touristy things. But you have to. You have to go and see, oh. you know, these squares. You've got to go and look at, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where they're excavating Pompeii. But when those things happen while you're traveling, those mm-hmm. are the experiences that, you know, you didn't plan for that event. And while it's happening, as you say, you're, you're just kind of looking around and go, how did I get here? How did this happen? Well, those are the kind of things that happen when we all get out of our neighborhoods and go experience the world. And if you're mm-hmm. lucky, something like that happens. And again, you know, to, yes, to tout, you know, the Airbnb concept. I think we touched on this in another episode. You know, that has allowed that door to be opened. Yes. You just described. Because it used to be you go to the hotel, you know, and the concierge and the hotel security and just the different vibe. Whereas you rent, we rented this place. It was somebody's home. Yeah. And this guy whose home it was or who was managing it was took a liking to us Canucks and did that for us. Yeah, the, the hotel experience is fine, but it's very and I, and I came up with this when when I was in Paris uh, a couple months ago. It's very antiseptic. It's as you described, it's clean. It's got a mini bar. You can call the front desk. But where I, I can't remember the last time I went on a holiday and stayed anywhere but an Airbnb, including France. I was in a neighborhood, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, when, when we get to that episode, I'll describe having where I had to go and get the key. But I mean, mm-hmm. once you're there, you're living, you know, in an apartment with other people who live in Paris. And in your case, you that opened up the doors to that experience. The guy who owned the place took a shine to you guys. And there he is mm-hmm. making dinner for you. But again, let me underline. Exhausting. Physically. Yes. Yep. That. That visit. So unless you have some, you know, if you have arranged for some kind of uh, <laughs> transportation, motorized, uh, you know, cart or wheelchair or whatever, it's something. So, yeah, if you need a hip replacement, don't go to the Amalfi Coast. Well, that's a lot of people our age need hip replacement. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's another episode of Aging with Energy. That's why we call it that. The Old Guys Travel Show. As always, brought to you by our good friends, the Retirement Sherpa and the Chamber Plan. 
find peace Man, I thought I had everything I was lonely Now you're my